Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Three Northern Makers podcast. I'm Steve from Steve Bell Creates, and I'm joined by the very handsome Andy from Potato Woodworks and the fabulous Pierre, who is the Swedish maker. So, on with the show. Hello there, and welcome to episode 47. Um, I just want to say before we get into the podcast, I found some uh, extraordinary news out uh, today that happened. Uh, I just want to ask Pierre. Vava du par Lordisk Valen Pierre. I was at a 40 year old uh, birthday party. Ooh, I thought you were going to say something else. Okay. <laughs> Why would I ask you what was going on with you on Saturday then? Oh, I don't know. I think I was you just on that party. Okay. <laughs> Do you check the news out in uh, Halmstad where you live? No. No. <laughs> well, there was, there, was a, there was a big incident in Halmstad on Saturday night, and I was wondered there? if you were there. Yeah. I wasn't there. No, I was in the, the salam, <laughs> up at the salami house. Oh, okay. Well, shall I tell you what, what went on? Yeah, yeah. The headline was, Blob Doll Behind, behind Halmstad Bombscare. What? Bombscare? Bombscare, yeah. High mm. jinx at the stag night. There we go. High jinks at the stagnite led to an entire uh, area of central Hampstead being cordoned off uh, as police responded to a bomb scare. The stag's false nose and a blow-up doll were found at the scene. A suspected bomb outside a store in central Hampstead in western Sweden caused confusion as a large area was cordoned off by police and nearby restaurants were also evacuated as police technicians invaded, investigated the source of the scare. Police <laughs> found heard. that a stagnite high jinx lay behind the scare as they discovered the blow-up doll, <laughs> which the stag had left behind, along with his false nose. What? Police believed that the, effect, uh, the offending articles had been jettisoned by the stag party as they left a nearby bar. The cordon was moved by the police after one hour, and they were satisfied that the blow-up doll posed no further threat. <laughs> Uh, and peace and tranquility returned to this small Swedish coastal town. Oh. Uh, it's weird. I haven't heard anything about this. <laughs> no, not even Where? my colleagues told me today. Where did you read that? <laughs> I read that on uh, I can get uh, Swedish news in English off various mm. websites, mm. and it was on one of them. It was the wow. <laughs> second headline. <laughs> Well, I I usually don't go into the local newspaper because usually it's just just yesterday's news in that paper. But yeah, I need to go check this out for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, why do you think he had a false nose? Are you sure stand? it was not like a false penis? Yeah, <laughs> they said a nose, you know, unless they're just being polite. Is it the thing to wear a false nose on your stag night? Oh, I don't People think people so, do no. all kind of weird things. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if it was a red nose or like a, a copy of someone else's nose. Like a, you know. Maybe you can uh, write to the newspaper. If they <laughs> so I thought, hey, what's Pierre been up to? Huh? Yeah, it wasn't me, uh, fortunately. Oh, man. Yeah. That's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> you were wishing it was me, wasn't it? I thought, yeah. Uh, it's not such a sleepy little place you live in, then, is it? No, it's quite, uh, during the summer, it's quite lively here. It's a yeah. tourist place to come to. Ah. Hmm? Okay. 
Scary. No blow-up dolls lost in Stockholm, Andy. <laughs> no, I'm sure there are. <laughs> There's more severe stuff going on. <laughs> there was like just like some days ago. Luckily, I wasn't working at the Voy anymore. But but Jenny showed me an article from this from from the main Swedish newspaper, one of the bigger ones. There was like a, a photo of a Voy scooter cordoned off by police ribbons and those number plates on the ground, like someone was shot dead. And then oh. the, the, the scooter was in the was in the main in the middle. Did of have, the photo. Did they have tape around it? The scooter. Yes. Like yes. Body. And those like. <laughs> yeah, was body. it a Voy? It was a Voy. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> So yeah, there's other stuff going on. Yeah, they're not looking for people that just left the company, are they? <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Any blow-up dolls at your place, Stephen? In our little village, you're joking, aren't you? This is a you know quintessential English country village. There's no such thing as a blow-up doll around here, man. Huh? Whoa. It would be in the parish uh, newsletter if there was. The parish council would call an emergency meeting if there was anything like that was going on. <laughs> <laughs> I know what to bring you for gift when when uh, when I get there. Yeah, yeah. It's bad enough if you've changed the colour of your front door. There's eruptions. Why have you painted that front door green? It should always be blue or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I wanted to so, continue Pierre's Pierre's um, segment of. Uh, Annoyances. What was this? Yeah, annoyances. Yeah, F- things that uh, annoy you. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I'm every time annoyed when I when I'm s- trying to sell something on on Facebook Marketplace, especially like a product that is like a ex- more expensive product that is not mm. just like something that is only a couple of couple of bucks. Like these type of weirdos that are just <laughs> constantly writing to you. I was trying to sell my old. Uh, or old my iphone 12 because i got a new one from the the, the new place i'm working uh, and i i even wrote there like don't you don't need to ask for the coming by now and paying like a third of the price but still like every five minutes there is a message popping in like can i come now i can pay you that <laughs> I, I, I don't i don't get it i have you still got the, it <laughs> i still have it yeah <laughs> and then the other the, the even more annoying things whenever i put because i put in a camera lens a while back and and now and now the iphone and then there's always i mean not the same guy but there's always someone from england he's called nigel oh yeah nigel and, and then and then he's always saying like he's very interested and uh he really wants it he also pays a bit more than what you what you have there and then and then i'm because i i know it's a scammer right mm. and and i love to play with them <laughs> and and uh, have a nice conversation with them and then and then he said uh, and then then i said like yeah okay cool because uh, with the other one i went very far like i had a huge conversation i acted like very dumb that i do but he wanted me to like go to the post office now and he will send me the money afterwards mm-hmm. and stuff like that and, and with this one i said like yeah yeah let's do that nigel but so where should i send it to because i sh- guess i should not send it to nigel right he said yeah yeah you're right uh my account got hacked so my name is actually not nigel you should send it somewhere else i said I, you're italian right <laughs> because I saw all his friends are Italian uh, in, in, in Facebook. He said, "Yeah, I'm Italian." <laughs> and then I was like, "Okay, so uh, just tell me now, because I'm curious. Like, why? 
like does it work does this whole scamming thing like this does that work because i'm i really like to know to understand if that works and then he started like insulting me on like on like what what i what I dare to say here, and that he's going to report me to Facebook for for intimidating him, and then and then he left. <laughs> this is crazy. I I really wonder, like, does that work? Do people really do that? Do they send a whatever six hundred pound iPhone just to someone and, and and believing that they're getting paid afterwards or what? I'm not sure if they do, but I guess I guess so. Otherwise, they wouldn't be trying to scam people, but. I really share your annoyance with the Facebook in whole, but also marketplace because you also get those, uh, they push a button, right? And you get a message saying, do you still have this? Yeah, and you, you reply and you reply, yes, it's still here. And then there's nothing <laughs> with a <laughs> bunch of people. It's so annoying. Yeah. I've never sold anything on Facebook marketplace for this reason. Yeah, Where's better your, not. Uh, Otherwise, Nigel wants to buy. Where's your <laughs> go-to place for selling stuff then? Uh, eBay. I don't mind a bit of eBay. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I know Richard sold a few things on Amazon Marketplace, and he had this because uh, he's thinking of moving house. He had this great big uh, IKEA TV unit. Mm. It was about uh, two and a half meters long, like a low white thing. Yeah. So you told us about tele- that, where the guy came with a taxi. Right? <laughs> the guy came <laughs> just on foot, <laughs> and he bought it, and he took it outside, and he said, I was going to call a taxi to take it home. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think Facebook Marketplace is perfect if you sell something cheap. I think then you very yeah. easily find someone, or, or like clothes, like baby mm. clothes. We sold a lot of yeah. baby clothes via Facebook Marketplace, and that works perfectly fine. But I think as soon as you buy or sell something more expensive, it's just going to be... Nightmare. So have you sold the phone then? No, I was like, I was supposed (laughs) to meet the guy today. I was even driving into town because he said like, yeah, he's coming. He's like being there at whatever, 2.30. And like 45 minutes before he said like, I cannot come. My kid is sick. I was like, I I knew the guy is not showing up, right? But yeah. <laughs> so I still have it. If someone listens and wants an iPhone 12 Pro, then hit me up. Yeah. But no Nigels, please. Not Nigel. Go away, Nigel. But the good thing about Marketplace is that it's free. And the, the mm. competitor we have in Sweden, Blocket, I guess, is the biggest one. Uh, but I you guess have to pay for the ads. But it's and more... you don't deal with those idiots. No, not as yeah. many, though. Yeah. <laughs> But I try to be very explicit when writing my ads. Like, I want no cash, especially when selling stuff that is a bit more expensive. Yes. Because yeah. sometimes people come with cash. Like for for really? the truck I was trying to sell for like fifteen thousand Swedish crowns, this guy came with only bills, and I was like, <laughs> oh, man, no, I don't want that. <laughs> what can I? I can't do anything without it. It's it's like worse than. Not having yeah, money paper. at all. <laughs> yeah, it's like paper. <laughs> I can't take it to the bank. I can't, I can't use it in stores. Yeah, I always sort of insist on PayPal. If I'm selling stuff on eBay, then it goes straight into your PayPal account, you know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. A suitcase full of cash. Dirty cash. <laughs> yeah, home printed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, except for being annoyed, Andy, what else have you been up to? Um, 
I actually prepared something. Maybe we can start with that. Mm. Uh, okay. Because Steve has done that with us uh, more than once, I think. I I was I was researching some like odd facts about England. Uh, that right, okay. <laughs> Steve doesn't know. Uh, number one, you can't get drunk in an English pub. Oh, you yes, are you not can. allowed to get drunk there. It's illegal. That sounded a bit oh. weird to me. Is that is that is that? Well, I don't. I, I don't think it's a well-known law. <laughs> not even the police knows it. <laughs> Just judging by the activity in the local village pub and in any other pub I've been in, <laughs> I don't think anyone's been arrested for being drunk in a pub. Just outside. <laughs> Maybe outside once you start falling over and peeing on people's cars and stuff, you know. <laughs> then you might get arrested. <laughs> it's probably yeah, it like sounded old, weird to me. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like an old English law, like from the 1800s or something. Uh, maybe there is someone uh, listening here with uh, an expert on English law. That can, Yes, have we got any lawyers listening? Tell us if that is, actually, <laughs> if that is an actual thing. <laughs> now, I, now I don't really know if I can trust my list anymore or not. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'll go on. Uh, next one. Champagne was invented in England and not in France. Now then, do I know this? Um, this is like many people think that France invented the first champagne in 1697. Yes. But 30 years earlier, an English scientist discovered how to put the fizz into sparkling wine. Ah. So we invented fizz, but because the Frenchies have, you know, the Champagne region, and they made yeah. it themselves. Uh, yeah. Can't dodge these. Have we got, have we got any French listeners? They're very dodgy, <laughs> the French. Uh, I know my mother-in-law and sister-in-law live in France. They better be careful, but, you know. Ah. Uh, interesting, because um, in a recent thing, uh, English sparkling wine, because we can't call it Champagne, can we? Mm. But English sparkling wine... Uh, beat all the French champagnes at a local, at, at a big uh, wine tasting thing, big wine oh, event. in England. <laughs> no, in Europe. Okay, not in this country, but we won the like the Blue Ribbon Award for mm. the best sparkling wine. Yeah, mm. yeah, and because of climate change, down south where they grow all these grapes and what have you, um, it's getting warmer, so the the, mm. the things are getting much better to grow the the grapes for the sparkling wine. Yeah, cool. So. So now we learned even more out of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want one more? Give us one more. Come on. No plug sockets in the bathrooms. Correct. No plug so sockets and no light switches in the bathroom. What light switch neither? You can't have a light switch now. Oh, you have that thing where you can turn on and off the lights on the outside? Yeah, on the outside, or you can so have a cord. You know, like from the ceiling, mm. and you pull a cord. Like to the flush the toilet. Out. No, no, like <laughs> just a, a string, not a piece of chain. <laughs> a pull cord, and you pull it down from the ceiling. It goes, it goes mm. click, and the light yeah. comes on. Mm. Pull it again, the light goes off. Or the, the most, our bathrooms, all the light switches on the outside. Mm. So if you take a shit, and then yes. you're like, suddenly you're sitting in the dark because someone is messing with you. Yeah, you go, Sally, can you turn the lights on? <laughs> And he's like, no. <laughs> no. Well, most people have got the phone in their hand. Just put your torch on over your phone. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you've cleaned that iPhone 12 because you said you were on the phone on the toilet once. So I hope it's been fully sanitized. 
<laughs> det är se vår stilen. Nigel will probably be there near it. Huh? <laughs> yeah, no, it must no, be very it's, tempting it's, uh, when you know Sally's in there and you pass the toilet to just, just to turn it off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're very lucky because at the end of our drive, there's a big street light. So if you open the blinds in the bathroom, you can just use the street light. <laughs> <laughs> so no pranks in your house. Yeah. So no. Do you have? Uh, plug sockets in the bathrooms in Sweden. Yeah, we do. But wait, wait, there's an addition here. So it's actually okay. allowed in the UK, but it needs to be three meters away from any water. Oh, right. From, it needs to be three meters away from the sink, from the bath or the shower. About but I guess three meters? How big are these bathrooms? Normally, <laughs> yeah, exactly. A bathroom is normally not that big. So. <laughs> Maybe it's in Buckingham Palace. They're uh, three meters away from the, the royal bath. <laughs> <laughs> the royal tub but i've never been in the bathroom where there's been a plug hole no mm-hmm. we have one right above the sink yeah for, <laughs> like shaving and, and toothbrush and oh yeah, yeah yeah okay yeah yeah so how do you do that if you have an electric shaver or yeah you need to charge something you can charge really... it up yeah some places do have like a, a two-prong thing to plug your shaver in mm. in hotels sometimes they have those But that's about the only type of socket you're allowed. But obviously, our plugs have three prongs on, don't they, for everything we use? Yeah, yeah. Your 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 electric sockets are a bit more stable than in the US because they only have the two prongs. Two prongs, yeah. But they're shitty because there's nothing holding yeah. them to the yeah. to the socket. Like in Sweden, yeah. it's actually stuck there. You have to pull really hard to get it out. Yeah, because yours is on like a circle as well, aren't there? That you, sort of goes into the socket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we have the good old three-pin plug. Mm. I, I tell you what you never want to do is get up during the night when you've been to the pub and got drunk and not been arrested, and you go into the very dark bathroom. You never want to stand on a three-pin plug in your bare feet when it's upturned <laughs> the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, yours Because the like language me, will be like disgraceful. <laughs> <laughs> it's worse than a piece of Lego, let me tell you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, better not. Yeah, let's do one more. Okay, one uh, more. Yeah, sure. England, England fought the shortest war in history. Do you know that, Steve? And which one it the is? Shortest war in history. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know that. Now, how short was this war? Um, the conflict the lasted. Knows South America, Zanzibar. Zanzibar. Oh, Zanzibar. The the conflict lasted between 38 and 45 minutes. <laughs> We give up. No, no, no. It was the other way around. So basically, it was 27th of August, 1896. So five ships of the Royal Navy attacked Zanzibar's royal palace. And 500 people of Zanzibar died and one British oh. Marine was injured. Right. So, fun fact. Because <laughs> the Six Days War didn't last six days, did it? Oh, I don't remember. No. And the Twenty Years War lasted a lot longer than 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've never done a 35-minute war. Yeah. The good old Royal Navy there. Huh? I think that doesn't work anymore nowadays. Either. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> It'll last a lot longer than 35 minutes now. Why would we want to go and conquer Zanzibar, for God's sake? I, I remember because remember one of my obsessions was this guy that is doing like those three-minute short videos that are animated oh, yeah. For, yeah. for history. He, I remember now, he did this. I don't remember why that was the case, but he did this, uh, why, why England was uh, taking over or tried to oh, right, okay. kick out the, the ruler of, of Zanzibar back there. Oh. There we go. Maybe he had a plug in his bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Most probably. Or he was trying yeah, to. Yeah, the more on plugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Zanzibar champagne. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey. But yes, what else was I doing besides uh, Googling facts? Um, <laughs> I, sh- I sent you a photo, right? I, I, fin- I finally finished the. Or, I mean, I cannot say finished because I just stained it now or like pre-aged it, at least the whole table. Yeah. You guys said it looked good. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm still a bit unsure. I'm, I'm curious to see how the end result looks, looks when I put the Ruby Monocoat oil on top of it as well. Mm-hmm. But you thought it, it looks okay, right, for an outdoor table. Yeah, it's perfect for an outdoor table, in my opinion. Yeah, it looked, as you said, it was a pre-aging. It looked old, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it had a sort of grey tinge to it, did it? Yeah, like almost yeah. blue, grey, grey, blue, brown, yeah, whatever. Yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> like it looked sort of like an antique. Yeah, mm. no, not as nice as like a you know those, those like antique tables, but yeah, yeah. But as Pierre said, it is for outside. Yeah, yeah. I think oh. it will grow on us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How's its uh, Pringle problem? Is it? Uh, has it got any more curve? I think, I think the figure eight fasteners that the keyboard <laughs> that they screwed on there. Bolted down. <laughs> I haven't. I also haven't seen any cracks, so I think we're we're safe for now. Oh, it yeah. Looks very rigid, and you had the legs come up um, all the way yeah. through the tabletop, right? Yeah, I wanted that yeah. more as a design element, not really as mm. has no function. But I thought it's like looks a bit more interesting than just having. A flat top on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like but it. But yeah, it, I'm, I'm curious to see on like how this is going to hold up because it's going to be in the greenhouse, and I mean in the greenhouse it will get like five, fifty degrees in summer, right? When it's really yeah. hot. Yeah. Uh, and then also cold at night, or like colder at night. So <laughs> if we see how that Pringle is going to. It could be a folding table. <laughs> <laughs> Self-folding table. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny, when I saw your photo of your table, I was thinking about, um, you know, when, when you make stuff for out, because you said, oh, it, you know, it's only for outdoors. But when you do make stuff for outdoors, do you think, well, it's only for outdoors. So, you, you know, you don't make it as good as if you're making it for indoors. You don't take the time or the finesse because it's for outdoors. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. That was like on one side. Because I cut out the, the the legs, or like I measured each leg to make actually to do the cutouts f- exact for each leg, and then at the end I didn't remember which side it was on, and it didn't really work anymore. So I think something moved around. So I just put it down, and then there was a bit of a gap on one of the legs, and I was like, "It's an outdoor, <laughs> it's an outdoor <laughs> table. I don't care, right?" <laughs> Nearly yeah, a bit I, on the bottom, <laughs> and it will move anyway. So it's like I didn't I didn't care. So yeah, I think I'm more like that. It's like, yeah, it's an outdoor thing that it's not something that is that you see all the time and use all the time. Mm. So it's fine. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Are you the same with that, Pierre? Yeah, I'm pretty much the same. I think I'm not sure why because 
because it doesn't really make a difference, does it? But no, it's still something you've made yet. But once they're outside, we think we can take you know liberties and cut corners, don't we? Yeah. Just put Is a couple of nails and it'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure why, but yeah, I do the same. Mm. Or maybe it's because it's I made it just out of pine and leftover wood. I was like, yeah, I didn't pay yeah. anything, and mm. it's like it's like I'm not ruining anything, and I yeah. kind of was in a in a hurry as well. So that could also be why I didn't yeah. really care too much. Yeah. It's more you function say, in, in a garden, as long as it functions yeah. as a table. Yeah. You're yeah. pretty happy. We can always say it's rustic, can we? Covers a multitude <laughs> of sins, yes. the word rustic, mm. doesn't it? Uh, <laughs> exactly. At least I filled the knots, actually. I filled, I filled oh. all the knots, I thought, like that. Because one had like a huge gap in it. Uh, mm. So that would have looked weird. <laughs> so when you put the oil on then? As soon as I have some time, <laughs> that will be the next thing to do. Uh, and then it's done. And then I do this, what I said last time. I think I try to do those chairs where I try to power, power carve oh, yeah. My, yeah. my butt shape out of, the, of yeah. the chairs. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. But how are you, Steve, Don't... when it comes to those outdoor projects and uh, being careful or not? Or like being. Uh, well, big, yeah, big. like. Uh, uh, cut corners the same as any, same as you guys. I don't know. It's a strange mentality, isn't it? Because you want it to look nice, mm. and probably friends and family are going to sit on it or eat at it, and they're going to say, "Oh, where'd you get this table from? Oh, I made it." And anything, oh, don't look too close. <laughs> you make an apology, don't you? Oh, yeah, I made it, but you know, it was it, the wood wasn't so good, and you know that's why it's a bit wobbly, you know. And uh, you better not sit on that chair because you know it's a bit too big for that. Go on that chair over there. <laughs> So I don't know why we have this strange attitude because I, I always like them to look nice and be nice, but mm. you think, well, you know, that joint's not so tight, it doesn't matter. But if you were making it for indoors, it'd be, you know, you wouldn't get a, a, a cigarette paper in there, would you? The joint would be that tight. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but I still think it's like because you're, or at least for, for me, it's like I'm way more, I would see it all the time indoors, whereas like the, this one mm. is in the greenhouse, I see it like yeah. a couple of times a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a strange but attitude. Yeah. I will have some excuses when someone says, like, yeah. where is that table from? <laughs> yeah. Why is my plate moving to the middle of this table? <laughs> it's like, look how old it looks like. This is from <laughs> 1847. Yeah. yeah, it's from Zanzibar Castle, this table. <laughs> <laughs> it was rescued. But it feels yeah, like the Royal Navy rescued it from Zanzibar. <laughs> I think it feels better making those types of projects and eating at at the table like that because you don't really care that much about since it's an outdoor table you don't really care about how it will look later mm. but if you're making something for indoors and the then kids, you don't want to use it <laughs> yeah the kids draw on it and stuff like that i was thinking about this when i we were eating uh, in the car next to the beach one day um mm. and there was another car parked just next to us it was a brand new porsche red Ooh. And this guy owning the Porsche was just walking around the car, like inspecting it. And you've seen that before. And I've seen that before. You know, they they look at their own car. And I was always thinking, it's because it's a nice car. They they look at it. But then I realized, that's not why they look at it. It's because they're afraid something like rocks or something made a dent. Yeah, yeah, chipped it. (laughs) It's just a... Uh, what a horrible feeling being afraid uh, of things breaking all the time 
It's much yeah. better having a crappy car and you don't care at all. <laughs> <laughs> or have an endurance. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think that was my, that was my w- making in the workshop this week, uh, putting, putting that pre-H on everywhere. I got like muscle pain afterwards, like this rubbing in. <laughs> it's like it soaks in a lot. So like you need to use a lot of that. that I mean, it's like water. It's, it's, it's fully watery. So it's like mm-hmm. as soon as you put it in like a, a rag or whatever, it's like it's in the wood already. So it's abs- okay. absorbing a lot. Mm. How big was the uh, can? It's a... Uh, I think 100 milliliter small uh, bottle. Bottle, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like I do with all my Ruby Monaco products, I like try to squeeze them to the last drop, and I'm yeah. not really like wasting it. Like you see it on, on online, where they just pour a whole can over it, and then they yeah. go over the <laughs> yeah. spatula, and then like everything's yeah, and now it's good. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, I'm I'm always rubbing and squeezing out my my rag till the everything is out so i did the same thing so maybe i should have just used more than just like squeezing the the, the drops <laughs> out of the out of it well the wood's definitely taken it because it's gone that color isn't it yeah but i don't know if it would have been different if i would have just poured it over and like mm. rubbed it. gone black <laughs> yeah but that's a cool thing it's i think it doesn't really matter on like you can also go over it afterwards it's not like you see a stain where you would go over again yes. right so it's yeah i think that's that's the cool stuff mm. So yeah, that was it. I was growing some muscles uh, in the workshop. <laughs> Great stuff. <laughs> so versatile woodworking. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Uh, that's what I thought many times. I think I like like fitness or like muscle wise. I think I gained quite a bit during the time I started doing woodworking because normally mm. I'm not like lifting so many hard things and, and like moving that much with my arms. I think that mm. <laughs> that uh, was my was my fitness studio. <laughs> yeah bench pressing some ash <laughs> yes uh, so who wants to go next uh, I, I can, can go, go next okay, okay go on, go on I'll, yeah go on go up here go on <laughs> well I didn't do that much this week because we had uh, four days off or two days off before the weekend so Thursday we went to the summer house uh more known as the salami house yeah the salami house and we wanted to get one of those water tests uh for the well Mm. Mm. but we forgot to order it so the the thing we did instead was we made a fence around the well uh which was really quick but i recorded (laughs) that part because i had nothing else to record so i made a reel uh of the fence but that was good because i had to dig like a tunnel to pass the electric cord back to the the other side where the fence is so that I could connect this new fence to the old fence mm-hmm. um, so that the cows won't penetrate the, the fence that we made. Yeah. yeah. So that was a good workout then, Bear, digging a trench. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, a trench. Yeah, that's the right word. Uh, it was for warm. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but w- luckily we had one of those shovels that is really narrow. Yeah. Things. So we used that, or I used yeah. that. My wife was cutting the grass for no good reason. Hmm. Um, I had to laugh so, when you touched you touched the fence, didn't you? Got a shock. Yeah. Can I tell you something? You didn't touch the fence. <laughs> I did, but it was it wasn't turned on. <laughs> ah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's the worst feeling touching the fence. So I I told Julia just. 
Just tell me to touch the fence and I'll act. <laughs> <laughs> you superstar, you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I had her touch the fence <laughs> to see if it was working. <laughs> <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> I'll yeah. give you a tip. Don't don't pee on the fence, Pierre. Good tip. I, I'll Don't pee it. on the electric fence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so uh, the other thing I did was I released a video, the um, yeah. the new styled video, and I, I've been getting so much response from this one. Uh, a lot more feedback than what I usually get. Mm. Uh, and the thing that hit me a couple of weeks ago was that, that in the past, I usually made my projects the subject of the video like yeah uh, i'm making a shelf and that's mm. that's what i'm making and it's also the subject of the video and the realization i had a while back was to make videos based on other topics but i still make some project yeah. <laughs> during the video and once i started planning for that i came up with all these topics of s- stuff that i'm interested in or something i know something about or just like in this one that we're moving uh and i thought that could be more engaging to people than just seeing me making something Mm. so like after three years of recording videos i think i finally finally found my style of video (laughs) (laughs) good (laughs) yeah so i'm really happy about that uh and it it seems to have resonated with a lot of people because a lot of people wrote back and said, yeah, I've been thinking about the same. I'm inspired. Uh, so that was really nice and um, cool to hear that other people are having the same thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched the video, Pierre, on Sunday. Yeah. And um, it was nice to see you in a suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 even though the even though the shirt and tie were missing, you had a suit on. Yeah, I had a t-shirt and a suit. Yeah, yeah, it was very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and was this more of your Matt Diavella inspired video? Yeah, like the in like the intro at least. Yeah. Um, and then because what he did was he had an intro with some B-roll, and then he was talking a bit, and then he had mm-hmm. some more B-roll. So mm-hmm. I did that as well because I talked about Sweden and everyone, everybody yeah. being depressed and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, and being anxious and stuff, yeah. 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 Um, so you used quite a bit of uh, stock footage, didn't you? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Too much, but... <laughs> <laughs> you can never use enough. Nah. Uh, I guess nah, so. I really, I, really I, en- I really enjoyed that style of video. It was really good. Yeah, thanks. And um, the room looks so much bigger now it's decorated yeah it's weird because it's actually smaller since we did all yeah. the insulation and stuff but it yeah. looks a bit bigger and it does look a bit bigger yeah always the case right if like if you remove all furniture the rooms look smaller and that's i always think it's weird or at least mm-hmm. i have this whenever we move into a new place i think i always think afterwards it's much bigger than it looked before mm. yeah and uh, i like the wallpaper yeah, it was um, all Julia. She yeah. found it and did it. And yeah, bunny rabbits and squirrels. I think it was. Yeah, it was perfect it was really for nice. a and child. Perfect. Yeah, and your little uh, book rack and uh, coat looks looked really good against the wallpaper. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> that bit was the uh, the double sided tape bit. <laughs> yeah. 
I got some <laughs> tips for how to do that uh, uh, instead of using double-sided <laughs> tape. Someone suggested using just painter's tape and the uh, um, super glue. The super glue, yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm the same when I'm, I'm sure Andy's the same when I'm using the shaper or whatever, and I mm. put double-sided tape on. I always think. I better put a bit more on than a bit less because I would hate to get halfway through and it move. Yeah. Then I think, you know, for the sake of like a couple of inches of tape, I've ruined this bloody thing. So I usually put like a big long strip on and, and then it is a bugger to get them apart, off. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I almost always have to jam something in between. And yeah. in this case, I had pine. So I knew if I jam like a screwdriver in there, yeah. it's just going to make an awful dent in the wood. <laughs> But yeah, I always think, oh, you're better safe than sorry, Steve. Yeah. Put plenty on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, what was I going to say? Um, I looked at some of the comments. There are really nice comments on there, aren't there? Mm. Everyone seems to um, have this, you know, be pleased about you, the fact that you're moving and why you're moving. And it's a sort of, in, it's obviously in other people, this idea that, you know, you're busy working for the man. Yeah. Making money to spend money on things you don't necessarily need and not spend the time doing the things you want to do with the people you want to do it with, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's, I think I might have said it before, but it's, it's like we don't believe in God anymore, but we believe in consuming stuff. Mm. Our, yeah. We get that little lucky sensation when spending some cash and then it lasts for a couple of days and then we have to buy something new. Yeah. And I'm a, certainly a victim of that. And yeah, I think as you as you get older, you you, you tend to buy less. Mm. I think you spend the first fifty years of your life gathering things, and the last fifty years trying to get shot and everything. <laughs> yeah, also weird. in the workshop, Steve. <laughs> uh, well, you know, maybe he's not in the workshop, but yeah. <laughs> Although I haven't bought any new, well, I haven't bought any new tools for a while. It's because, uh -huh. because you have them all, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's nothing else I need at the moment, is there? Although I did buy something, but we'll get on to that. All right. <laughs> there's yeah, one, no. more, one more thing I would like to share about my week, because I've been selling some snooze boxes online. All right, good. Which I'm really pleased with. But um, you remember me talking about the secret Alibaba project? Yeah. Yes, yeah. I received it yesterday. The okay. prototype. So yeah. once I had the decision of uh, of doing multiple pieces, and that would be cheaper, but um, doing like a hundred pieces would be around two thousand pounds. And doing one piece just to try it out and see if it's good was around uh, four hundred pounds. Yeah. Ooh. So it was a it was a rough decision, but I. I uh, I decided to go with one because I wanted to see and feel the product in my hand before I yeah. decided to to move on and buy it, just a big batch of it. Uh, so it's a snooze box. <laughs> I'm not sure if you can see this. Ooh, but it's yeah. a brass snooze box, mm -hmm. and I've designed it so because I couldn't use the the tight fitting of a wooden snooze box, so I had to go with magnets. So the magnets are inset into the lid and in on small pillars on the inside of the, mm. of the casing. Yeah. 
nice. and they're equally distant, so the the lid fits in in many directions. Anywhere, yeah, yeah. Uh, and one, you said one piece costs four hundred pounds. Yeah, because um, doing one piece, they first have to do uh, a mold of mm-hmm. the 3D design. That's the expensive part, really. It's like 300 pounds to make the mold. Mm. And then they can batch out uh, a bunch of them really mm. cheap. But you can do cheaper ones afterwards so they can reuse the mold. Though, yeah. They can reuse the mold. And one, if I would have done 100 pieces, each, each snooze box would be like... Um, 10 pounds or something mm-hmm. like okay. that. Yeah. yeah. So but this one, what, how was how was this one made then? When it's not, I guess this one is not, not made with a mold, right? Yeah, they had to make the mold anyway. So that's why, why this one was so much more oh, expensive. So, oh, I thought the, the, the 400 pound piece is another piece that will come. So this is that one. This is that one, yeah. Mm, okay. So um, I 3D printed, I can't remember how many, but I 3D printed a bunch of these to get the... Um, yeah, the tolerance between the lid and the top yeah. uh, or the bottom part, uh, right? And I still didn't know if that would be perfect when made in brass because mm-hmm. it might differ some. And they and they told me, like, you need to do it. The tolerances need to be perfect. Otherwise, you won't be able to, to close the lid or it will just fall off. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the magnets will keep it from falling off, of course. And there's also... Um, a small indentation uh, to to use a rubber gasket to even close it up okay, more. Yeah, even yeah. sort of airtight. Yeah, so sort of airtight. So it's the lid fix, fits perfectly. The magnets work really well. Uh, there's just one one major flaw with, with <laughs> this one. And can you can you figure out what it is? I mean, uh, mechanically, it's just working perfectly. Um, the lid stays. I, oops, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> or not. No, the magnets weren't in place. But if, if the magnets are in place, it stays. It stays. Okay, yeah. On, yeah. But there's so is one. It the engraving, is it the engraving on the top? No, the engraving's uh, fine. I can do whatever engravings I want. Okay. And there's it, an engraving on the back saying forest and village. I'm not okay. sure if that's visible. Is it not big enough? It's big enough, yeah. I think it's inside. It like stains weird when you put it in the snooze. No, I haven't. I haven't really tried putting in the snooze. But one thing I enjoy with brass is is that it ages mm. very nicely. Yeah, so it patinas. Mm. Mm-hmm. No, the major flaw with this one is that the wooden one is thirty grams. Mm. <laughs> this one. Is three hundred and thirty grams. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so it would—it's a bomb shelter proof snooze box for sure. <laughs> you don't carry that around in your pocket. <laughs> no, it's too heavy to carry around in the pocket. So you walk lopsided. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The pants will fall off. <laughs> <laughs> so I need, uh, in case I want to make these, I need to redesign it to be a lot, a lot thinner. Um, mm. because brass is apparently very heavy, heavy, and that's <laughs> one metal, thing yeah. I didn't put take into account when uh, designing mm. it. <coughs> mm. But I did get some nice pictures anyway, so <laughs> that's one good thing. With the four hundred pound snooze box <laughs> worth the worth the four hundred pounds. <laughs> yeah, Sweden's most expensive snooze box. Yeah, it is. I bet it is. Yeah. But it was really nice trying to like make like a prod product 
to sell and to f- to make all these prototypes of uh, of it and yeah yeah really try yeah. to figure out cool yeah mm. nice to so, see yeah, finally pro- what it is yeah oh. the sexy chinese project yeah the kinky chinese project yeah so you, you haven't pushed the button on two thousand of them then huh? no i uh, haven't uh, <laughs> I'm still considering if I should like <laughs> scrap it and just keep it and have a really nice noose box for myself for like special occasions or oh yeah yeah, yeah. when you wear your suit gonna, yeah when I have my suit and but uh, not in the pants <laughs> <laughs> no I'm gonna I'm gonna get a wheelbarrow to carry it around <laughs> back a special backpack you can yeah. do one out of leather. <laughs> 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 That would look good, like a tiny pouch that you can wear as a backpack for only the snooze box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a little phone holder over your, around your neck. Yeah. And for all the <laughs> listeners, I'll be posting some pictures of the snooze box uh, <laughs> uh, on my Instagram so that you can see what we're talking about here. Ah, uh, very good. And you sell it for $1,000. Yeah, it's very expensive, this, this one. <laughs> <laughs> so you've sold some snooze boxes that's good i have yeah um some people have been reaching out wanting just a custom engraving on the lid yeah and some people really like the the dead skull and want to keep that yeah so i'm uh, i'm running really low on stock so i need to start making new ones cool okay mm. well that's a good start isn't it yeah it's a good start um yeah i'll i'll talk a bit later about my obsession thing but um making things that i want myself is it's a perfect uh, thing to think about when producing stuff for sale i want this myself and then then it's perfect Mm -hmm. uh, to make for sale Mm. oh very good yeah so what about you steve what have you been what what about me Uh, oh i've had a yeah uh, uh, a funny little week what have I been up to? Um, I think I mentioned in our last podcast, I made a uh, cardboard pencil holder. Mm. And what day was it? One At the beginning of the week, I went out and I made a cardboard. iPad holder. Uh, iPhone holder, yeah. iPhone yeah. holder. Yeah. The Eiffel Tower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, phone, phone, phone goes on there, like <laughs> Yeah. Mm. It's got a little thing in so you can put your cable through to charge it up. Yeah. So did you d- uh, design that yourself? I designed or? all that on in just huh? Infinity Design, yeah. Cool. Um I suppose this is where I thought um uh, to pity I, I haven't got any or I'm not very good with three D software. Cause I could have designed it in a as a three D object, couldn't I? Mm-hmm. Because all I had was a 2D shape, like the, you know, the, the one piece of cardboard and just cut multiple pieces. Yeah. And because uh, I drew it all in, I drew it in Affinity Designer and then I exported it and I was just about to cut it and I thought, oh, I haven't thought about the cable. So then I go back and change the thing a little bit so the, the cable would go underneath the middle of the, the back of the mm. uh, holder so it wouldn't cause it to bubble. Mm. But if I'd had a 3D modeling thing, I could have been better with that. But mm. no, I don't have one. But this thing is really cool. You could actually make those patterns and put them online. Like, yeah. I guess a lot that, of people are doing that. But Yeah, you could sell the SVG file, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because there's like three pieces. There's the main piece, then there's the bit in the middle that's a different shape so the cable can go through. Mm. And there's a few little pieces at the front, so it looks like it's one piece at the front, yeah. Yeah. From mm. a sustainability point of view, when everything is ordered online nowadays, we all receive a bunch of um, that paper or cardstock. Yeah. We could mm. be using it instead of just throwing it away. Yeah. Uh, it has caused a problem now, though, because I've got lots of, because uh, of the, I made the hexagon uh, pencil holder, mm-hmm. I've got lots of small hexagons out the middle, <laughs> and now I've got loads of triangles with a funny shape at the bottom, <laughs> so and now that's it's a bit a like the sandpaper, I can't throw them away, so I don't know what I'm going to do with them. <laughs> Design something new. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that was a nice little um, thing to just sit down and just design sat here and then go and mm. cut it on the laser. And um, it, it it was all made in like in the morning, you know what I mean? I thought it's just a mm. prototype. so But it worked out really good, so I'm quite happy with that. Mm. So I need to think of something else to make now to okay, cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still going to try a lamp, I think. Yeah, do that. I'm going to try a lamp. So a little desk lamp, yeah. It's a 3D it's a, printer substitute. Yeah, 3D printer. Yeah, just cab. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's quicker than a 3D printer. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and it's cheaper. Mm. Yeah. Because you could even, uh, well, you could buy like colored card, couldn't you? If you wanted to make them different colors. Mm. Mm. Like or you could get white cardboard. Or, yeah, you could spray it. Yeah, you could spray it, I suppose. Yeah. Fill but, it no, I quite enjoyed epoxy. messing about it was very therapeutic just sitting there gluing bits of cardboard together. Mm. It, took, it took me back to like sort of infant school, you know, when you were like making a little <laughs> collage or something. Did you use a glue stick or? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you didn't have them in my day, Andy. You just had a big pot of glue. It was, it was like a really strong glue. <laughs> Your fingers were stuck to the collage when you finished. A very poisonous one, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it stunk, yeah. <laughs> so, and that was quite therapeutic doing that. So I enjoyed that. Mm. Um, and then uh, there's some neighbours over the road who moved in a few months ago and um, I don't really know them that well and I was walking past one day and the guy said uh, I'd said hello to him as I was walking past before and he said uh, I couldn't be uh, presumptuous and ask you to do me a favour could I so I said okay what's the favour we're going away for two weeks and they have some guinea pigs And they said, could you feed the guinea pigs? Look after the guinea pigs for me. So they live outside these guinea pigs. So I said, show me what to do. So these guinea pigs only like carrots bought from a, a, a greengrocer's. They won't eat carrots bought from a supermarket. <laughs> so <laughs> very fussy, very fussy and guinea pigs. peeled and like seasoned. And- oh, no, no, you just got to break them in half and throw them in. There was three guinea pigs in there. Some hay and uh, some uh, food and make sure they had water. Uh, so I said, yeah, that's okay. I, he said, you only need to feed them every other day. So I said, that's no problem. So I did that for like two weeks while they were away. And then when they came back, I said, oh, the guinea pigs were fine. There were no problem at all. I was always worried that they were going to get out. <laughs> <laughs> they had these little bolts on the kit, and I was make, fastidious making sure that these things were shut every time, you know. Are those bolts all shut? And I would pull the doors to make sure they couldn't get out, I thought. But just my look that the bloody get out, and a cat eats them or something, won't it? So I made sure the guinea pigs were all right. And so he said, oh, um, we'd like to invite you and your wife over for dinner on Saturday. 
one night. So it was like last Saturday. So I said, okay, we'll go for dinner. Oh no, and, they gave uh, you the guinea pigs for dinner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you, how would you want your guinea pig? <laughs> Roasted. <laughs> <laughs> and there was no carrots on this meal either. Um, so um, bought some wine and everything. And then uh, said a bit later on in the afternoon, I said to Sally, oh, we, we didn't get any flowers for the missus, you know, the lady. Mm. So I said, oh, I could take her a vase, one of the vases that I made. Mm. So I said, I could go make some flowers. So I went into the old uh, Affinity Designer. Me and Affinity, they getting very good with Affinity Designer. And I made some acrylic flowers. <laughs> oh, wow. Ooh. Yeah. They look cool. good. Those ones. Yeah. So I made some like foliage and uh, flowers and stuff with the laser, cut them out, put them in the vase. Hang on. Oh, that wow. That looks good. Yeah, it looks nice. good, doesn't it? Yeah, so, the smell. <laughs> the smell of plastic, yeah. The smell of burned plastic. <laughs> so um, I made some of them, and we took. she was over the moon with them. But uh, they were a good thing to make, yeah. So I wondered whether I could uh, sell some SVGs of uh, flowers you could cut out. Yeah, for sure. Because they're good, aren't they? But how did you I make quite like the... Uh, it's, it's like green in the base and red at the tip, no? No, no, it's that one's just all red. All right, yeah. And then that one's all red. Mm-hmm. And then these are different colored greens. So they're just, the foliage mm-hmm. ones are just green. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I enjoyed making them. Uh, but I did encounter a bit of a problem with Larry because he cut the first two flowers fine. And then the second two, uh, it, it didn't cut all the way through yet. It was the same thickness acrylic. Mm-hmm. And um, I tried, it does have an uh, auto focus on the laser and it'll move yeah. the bed automatically to. Uh, focus the laser but what I noticed was when I did the autofocus the bed didn't come up far enough the gap was too big mm-hmm. and I've got my little plastic um, measuring stick thing and it needs to be five millimeters off the um, piece of wood or whatever you're cutting it needs to be five millimeters in height above that and it was far too big and I couldn't get the bed to go up anymore but on the laser it said the bed was at zero so it couldn't go up anymore mm. So I think what had happened is, for some reason, the uh, the laser tube had gone up, mm. had moved upwards, because there is a little thumb screw that I, und- I undid, and I lowered it all down so that it was, again, five millimetres from the uh, height of the material I was cutting, and it cut it absolutely perfect, better than it did before. Good. So I was a bit worried at first. I thought, oh, he's, he's buggered, <laughs> but uh, fixed it. So he cuts really good after that. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh, it's a, I can't exactly phone them on a Saturday, the old Mantec people, but um, but it worked out fine. So that's good. So that's a nice little thing to know. Um, what happened so to being, the guinea pigs? Did they survive? The guinea pigs survived, yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't laser the guinea pigs. <laughs> you should give them some cardboard. Yeah. They might eat, they might eat it. <laughs> <laughs> They'll only want fresh cardboard, though, Pierre. They won't want used cardboard. <laughs> They're very fussy <laughs> guinea pigs. Huh? <laughs> and he didn't give them. Na- he didn't have names for these guinea pigs. So you gave them no names. <laughs> yeah, Andy and Andy, Pierre and Steve, the guinea pigs were called. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, is this a like an older couple? Yeah, yeah, they're older than me. Why do they have guinea pigs? The the husband loves guinea pigs, apparently. That's, that's a uh, weird kink, isn't it? 
But yeah, he lets them out. He lets the guinea pigs out when he's at home. But I thought, I'm not doing that while I'm looking after him. I'll never get him back in. <laughs> Chasing him around the bloody village. Come on, pigs. <laughs> <laughs> and um, this weekend in the UK is a very, very big weekend. The coming one. Yes, this one coming, yeah, because it's the uh, Queen's Platinum Jubilee, 70 years of the Queen being a Queen. So it's a bank holiday, Thursday, Friday, Ooh. and then Saturday and Sunday. So it's a four-day holiday for everyone in the country this weekend. Mm-hmm. So um, the country's gone jubilee crazy, and um, in the village there's uh, all sorts of events planned for the jubilee, picnics, mm-hmm. competitions, and uh, everybody's decorating the houses with uh, bunting. You know the stuff I sent you, for, what you got for Christmas with the mm-hmm. letters on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, bunting. So every house is festooned in bunting. So uh, Sally's uh, been busy making uh, miles and miles of bunting, red, white, and blue bunting. Uh, she, she's downstairs as we speak, making another uh, <laughs> three 10 meter lengths of bunting. <laughs> I have a question, Steve. Yeah. Do you, do you have a framed picture of the Queen in your house? No, no. <laughs> Should you not have that? Uh, no, I shouldn't have that. No, thanks very much. <laughs> You're not royalistic. Um, I'm not a big fan of the royals, but I like the Queen. I mean, she's devoted her life to this country, you know. Mm-hmm. Also, and, no uh, mugs or anything like that? I've got no mugs, no. 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 Well, we've got mugs, but they don't have the Queen on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you have, no, you have no, like, royal product at all? No, no royal products, no. Although my brown sauce is uh, <laughs> made uh, what, 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 as a royal warrant, so it's made a for the queen, the brown sauce, like yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very nice brown sauce. So uh, she's been making all this bunting and everything, and uh, there's a scarecrow competition, so you've got to make a scarecrow and put it in your garden. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people are making, like, policemen scarecrows or... Uh, Pop star scarecrows. Freddie Mercury is here as a, as a scarecrow, and uh, there's scarecrows of the Queen and all sorts of things going on. <laughs> so I haven't made a scarecrow yet. but uh, So um, put some bunting on our gate. We've got a big uh, five-bar gate at the end of our drive. And um, I thought, what this gate needs is a crown, a big crown. Mm. Yes. So on Saturday, uh, was it Saturday or Sunday? Could have been Sunday. I uh, thought, right, I need some wood to make a crown, but I only want to use what I've got. So uh, Pierre was right when he said, uh, is that Axminster wood? So when we bought our uh, thickness of planers, it came in a big plywood box. Mm. And I've kept most of that plywood. And so there was a piece of that there. I would have liked it a bit bigger, but, you know, you've got to go with what you've got, haven't you? Mm. <laughs> So I drew a, a crown on Affinity. Me and Affinity being at it again. Affinity, if you're listening. Um, I did, drew a crown on there and I sent it to the shaper and I cut it out on the, with a shaper. Mm-hmm. I could have just cut it with a saw, and, but it's got round curve bit in it as well. So I thought I'll use the shaper. And I've missed my shaper. Huh? Mm-hmm. It's a while since I've used it. I thought I've missed this little shaper. Yeah, it's been jealous of Larry. Yeah, it's been jealous <laughs> of Larry, yeah. So... Um, but it's a combined project between uh, Sammy the Shaper and Larry the Laser, this one. So um, I cut it out of the plywood, and it looks really good. And then uh, 
today I wanted to spray gold. And I had, I had, I had one little squirt of gold spray left. It was not, obviously, you just, that was it, it was empty. <laughs> so uh, I said, Sally needs some gold paint. So she said yesterday, while she's at work, there's a shop there that sells paint. So I said, go and get a can of gold paint. So she, she phoned me at lunchtime. I've got the gold paint. I said, oh, great. I'll spray it tomorrow night when you. So she came home with this gold paint. And it is a can of spray paint, and it says glitter gold. <laughs> but what's in the can is clear varnish with gold flecks in it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you'd have to put like 400 coats on to get any sort of gold color. <laughs> so I had to nip out today to buy a can of gold paint to the nearest shop. And they had every cut. They had silver, platinum, rose gold. The gold aisle was empty. No gold paint. Everyone's been buying gold spray paint. Of course now for this weekend. Yeah. So I thought, oh, what am I going to do now? Anyway, do you have hammerite in Sweden? Yeah. Hammerite paint? Mm, yeah. It's for painting metal? Mm. It's very sort of thick, gloopy paint, isn't it? Yeah. So they had a big, they had a tin of gold hammerite. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, well, I'll have to buy it because I need gold paint. So I bought some hammerite paint. Well, it was like painting with pastry, like pizza dough, trying to paint, spread it on this crown. Uh, so um, it's had uh, one side's had one coat and the other side's had two coats. Hmm. So it looks gold. Cool. So, but it takes forever to dry. Where if I'd sprayed it, I could have had it all done by now. Hmm. Uh, we'll- so the Will the crown stay after the weekend? Oh, the crown will stay, yeah. I don't know where I'm going to put it. <laughs> no, I mean, will, will it not stay on the gate? Oh, no, no. Once, once Monday comes, it's off. Ah, okay. Bloody hell. <laughs> so um, I'm going to laser some jewels. I've got some like uh, mirrored acrylic, and I've got the red acrylic and uh, green, so like rubies, emeralds, diamonds. So I was going to laser some jewels to stick on the crown. Hmm. Ah. Yeah, sounds like I wanted a, a really, idea. I wanted a really big one, but you know, uh, it I almost just... sounds like you're finding reasons to postpone your wood bending project. <laughs> that, that's on, that's next on my list for you. <laughs> 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 uh, perceptive Pierre, huh? <laughs> <laughs> the Swedish psychic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. That's the business with the crown. So that's ongoing with the crown. So hopefully the crown, uh, I might get it finished tomorrow. So let's go back to the bending mud pier. Yeah, the video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did spend two days getting everything ready. So it's all ready to go to bend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, when you were talking about your uh, double-sided tape, because I need the wood to be like two millimeters thick to bend, mm-hmm. when you cut it, you can't cut it too, but it was thick. Can you stick it? I stick it to a piece of melamine and put it through the uh, plane of thickness there. Yeah. Well, you want to try getting that off, off there when you stick <laughs> it all down with double sided tape. <laughs> <laughs> I was scared in case I broke it while I was trying to get it off. Huh? You have to turn so it's it upside to- down and use the shaper and set the depth <laughs> to exactly the thickness of the melamine. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so all the pieces are cut, yeah. everything's ready, holes drilled, uh, all the fingers cut out, it's just ready to bend. Mm. So, cool. 
I'm not too sure when I'm going to bend it though. <laughs> <laughs> I did feel guilty after watching your video though, yeah, because I watched it again today before the podcast. I thought there must be there's a few things I want to mention, mm. like the double sided tape and the suit and everything. So, um, but I did feel guilty that you just keep knocking out these videos and it takes me forever to make one. <laughs> ah. Yeah, yeah. I keep waiting for your video. Yeah. So I wake up in the morning and I look at my phone and I like, <laughs> is there a notification? No. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it today? Tuesday. Oh, don't make it. Make any promises. You'll just. Make no, I'm not making any promises, but you'll get it when it's <laughs> ready, Pia. Uh, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I filmed, I filmed loads the other day. I've, obviously, you film too much, don't you? Yeah, Shoot yeah, too much course, video. Yeah. 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 And I think, well, you know. Because you see some people that make like a five-minute video and it looks really good, and I think, well, is it a bit short, five minutes, or is it all right? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Well, this would be longer than five minutes. It took me forever to make it. <laughs> 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 But yeah, so that's been going on. So yeah, you're right, Pierre. I have looked for other things to do than that. But I wanted a, a full day to do the bending. Yeah. Because yeah. I've been trying to work out, I'll have to do, because obviously I put it in the bag and I put the steamer on it and I want to film getting it out of the bag, but then I've got to film myself bending it and it still needs to be hot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. I might have to film taking it out of the bag and then put it back in the bag. And then take it out of the bag and bend it. Like, you only see me bend it. Uh, Starting to think like a produ- producer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What the camera doesn't see, doesn't it won't lie. Well, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. So that's what I've been up to, I think. Is there any. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hang on. I almost forgot. Let me just. Oh, man alive. I wish I could work a computer. Are you ready for this? Huh? Guess where I've been? I've been to the middle of Lidl. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you bought something. I did buy something, yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't get too excited. Uh, Is it a tool? It's tool related. A diamond uh. wheel. <laughs> hey, hey, you're not, you're not far wrong there, Andy, diamond wheels. And diamond uh, sharpening stone. Did, oh, the tool station wasn't there. No, they no, did no, have the uh, they did have the uh, Parkside bandsaw mm. for ninety nine pounds in little. Mm-hmm. They had uh, yeah, a few of them. Um, they always knocking out the old drills and drill bits and stuff, aren't they? But there was lots of summer things because you know picnics, barbecues, all that sort of stuff. But I think you've got bought one of these, Pierre. I bought one of them. Yeah, the rotary tool ex- accessory kit. <laughs> yeah, there's 276 pieces in here. <laughs> yeah, for the Dremel. <laughs> yeah. All my Dremel needs are catered for. Yeah, huh? forever. <laughs> forever, yeah. I'll never yeah. need to buy anything again. No. Uh, I think it was about, was it £12 or £14? Like it's really weird because if you buy the Dremel, like the Dremel company produced bits, they're yeah. so expensive for mm. one. They're mm. so expensive. Yeah. Mm. And I can't imagine them being so high quality that because how yeah. often do you use the Dremel? It's not. Yeah. And they're so fine either. They're bound to break. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that was what I bought from the middle of little. Wow. Very nice. Yeah. But there wasn't too much else to report on in the middle this week. I haven't been for a while. Me uh, neither. I need to go there. Yeah. Yeah, get yourself been there, see what's going on. Yeah. But that was good fun. And uh, did you get the email about the uh, new Shaper router bits, Andy? I got an Oh, yeah, that's, I think, uh, something I wanted to mention last podcast I realized. No, no, sorry, now you bring me on regarding email and Shaper, because Shaper has a hardware library as well, right, where you can, like, yes. like hinges and stuff. Yeah. And then I was looking, when I did the domino, uh, the, the, the peanut stuff, I was looking if there were peanuts, and there were no peanuts. And then there is, like, a field where you can suggest, to, like, hardware. And I said, like, guys, support peanuts. I think it's a cool stuff. Then I got okay. an email two weeks ago saying, Andy, we have added peanuts for you into the hardware oh, collection. Right. So now there oh, are right. peanuts, so you can cut peanut slots uh, oh, right. wow. on the shaper. Oh, fantastic. Uh, so yeah, that's what just reminded me when he said like the email cool. from, ah. from, from shaper. Uh, yeah. Was it like a, like, I remember. Like a, tapered, a tapered ball nose bit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is ridiculously expensive from shaper. Yeah, they're also, that's why I, I think I ignored that email because all the bits are very expensive uh, yeah. buying it from them. And, and then you've got to pay a postage mm. to the UK. So I thought I could just, like, you know, write down the measurements of the bit and just buy one from, from off eBay. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, yeah. So that was that. Cool. cool. But yeah, I thought I'm not paying that price for those bits. No. 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 Are we ah, ready okay. for our... Are we ready for the... Let's, uh, let's head into it. Let's go for it. What have you got? So, Steve, it's been a while. Okay. Yeah, you've been I, first. I, I've been expecting it, man. Been expecting yeah. it. Um, well, I've got a... Uh, yeah, I've got an obsession this week, and... It's a Swedish maker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you might even know this guy. Do you guys know Tommy Holgerson? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Ah, yes. Does he live near you? No, he lives on the east coast. Oh, okay. So not, he lives quite too close. Not, um, he lives. He lives further up, I think, in Sweden. If I'm correct, it's Tommy's Hunter, no. right? That, yeah, yeah, but yes, I've, sent, yeah, uh, I've sent him uh, pack packages. I think it's on the east coast. Oh, oh, right, he okay. lives in Mölndal. It's Gothenburg. You sure? Yes. <laughs> he I'm never got sure. those packages. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy, if we're did talking you get about packages? like uh, Tommy's handwork, then uh, then yes, because I, I just yeah. sent him something and I sent it to Mölndal. All right. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. So my obsession is Tommy. I've had on Instagram yeah. at Tommy's handwork. Tommy's yeah. handwork, isn't it? And um, he makes some cool little stuff, this guy, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. I like his uh, his builds. He, again, he's just a, you know, a normal guy just working, making stuff for himself and things. Mm. And uh, we were chatting this week because he's been making a tambour cabinet. Oh, right, yeah. Ah, he's made a small tambour cabinet. Mm. And so uh, he wanted to ask me a couple of questions about the tambour. Cool. And he was saying about... 
didn't realise how much work goes into it, having to sand all these bloody pieces of wood and get them in the track <laughs> and get it all going round. And yeah. and then he was asking about um, what, what, how would he do the back of the cabinet mm-hmm. so they didn't uh, interfere with the tambour, or have you. So we had a chat about that. So, uh, yeah, and I looked at his stuff and it's really good. So, yeah, mm-hmm. Tommy Holgerson at Tommy's Handwerk on Instagram yeah. is a good man. I made the, his logo in on the CNC. Oh, right. Okay. Back. Yeah. Yeah. But you sent it to the wrong part of Sweden. I have to say, I'm sure. an idiot. Pierre is right. <laughs> <laughs> I checked now. He lives in Münsteros and not in Mö- Möndal. So yeah, he's, yeah. he's living on the East Coast, yes. But further <laughs> down. So. <laughs> Who the hell? Someone yeah. lives in Münster, Mö- Möndal. Someone lives there. That is also a maker that I sent something. Ah, All right. Okay. Yeah, but no, he seems like a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. He actually he sent actually... me one of his T-shirts as well. Mm. Oh well, Tommy. Hey. Really nice. You know, Pierre can give you my address. Send me one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a shout out. What more do you want? But no, I really liked his Instagram and I liked the things he built. It reminded me of the things that I built, really. So yeah, he's talented. Yeah. Nice, nice guy. Mm. So, what have you got, Andy? I'm finally done with uh, uh, Master Chef Australia. <laughs> After 62 episodes. <laughs> oh, bloody hell. <laughs> Did you pick the winner? Uh, yeah, I mean, in the final with the three last ones, it was clear of, or maybe, yeah. Um, no, I wouldn't say it's clear, but it was not a surprise at the end on that, okay. that guy actually won it. He was never really the favorite. He was always a bit behind, never, always in the shade, shadow. In the, sh- in, yeah, shadows, yeah. In the shadows of the others. And he like didn't perform so good in the beginning, but at the end he was like, he, he improved a lot. And then, yeah, he won actually at the end. Mm. Oh, very good. So, but yeah, that's not my obsession, but uh, actually <laughs> started a new, or like a new season of a very exciting TV show. Uh, on Apple TV called Tehran. Oh, yes. Uh, the first season came out more than a year ago, I think. And uh, I, I really like that type of <clears throat> show, like this crime uh, agent um, stuff, or whatever, whatever the, mm-hmm. the proper genre <laughs> is for it. Uh, <clears throat> and that's a very, very exciting one as well, where it's like a undercover Israeli agent uh, in Tehran working for for Mossad uh, mm. or for a sub a subgroup I guess of Mossad on uh, yeah infiltrating and uh, doing stuff there cool mm-hmm. very quite good quite a quite an exciting one can definitely yeah my friend in the pub said to me you need to watch Tehran mm. only last week yeah so there's two people recommending it yeah it's uh, it's good <laughs> okay. man I've been so sloppy with my subscriptions to those services in the past. So like th- two weeks ago, I started like looking at what, what am I subscribed to? I need to get oh, rid yeah, of okay, things yeah. Yeah. so that I can afford story blocks. <laughs> 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 and Apple TV was one of the things that I got rid of. Really? I need to get it back now. <laughs> oh, that's one of the services that you cannot share with someone, unfortunately. Yeah. No, because it's your Apple ID, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. We're buying Macs and all sorts, but I, you know, <laughs> Mac Studios, Mac monitors, a lot, man. Yeah. Um, so, Pierre. Oh, yeah. I, um, 
I have a podcast recommendation from uh, a guy living in Norway, but I think he's from Australia. I'm not sure though. Justin White and the podcast is Make Ideas Reality. And on YouTube and Instagram, I think he's called The Garage Avenger. Avenger, yeah. Yeah. But uh, he's got a really fantastic uh, interview podcast. And in the last episode, he interviewed Jacko Whatever. And um, I don't think I've listened to a bunch of maker interviews in the past, but I've, I don't think I've ever heard Jacko speaking. And they're talking quite extensively about like creating products and how he's thinking about that whole process. And he's giving some really good advice on his process. Like, for instance, he 3D prints. The, he, the advice he gave was that uh, after prototyping something, like instantly he 3D prints uh, that prototype to see what he can change about it. And he said some people just like create a digital prototype over and over again. and before they 3D print it. And then when they 3D print it, it's just like they realize it's rubbish and they've spent like mm. three weeks mm. doing it digital. So one advice he gave was 3D print it directly, then see what you can um, change about it. Uh, it's easier when you see it in physical shape. Yeah. But he had a lot of good, good advice. I, I haven't finished the episode, but it's really keeping me interested. And the, the podcast in itself is extremely well made mm. yeah jacko was at um maker central yeah talking about the same thing with jimmy Duresto to like an audience mm. and justin was at maker central so i wonder if he tapped him up there to get on the podcast uh, yeah he said in the start of the interview that because jimmy Duresto has been on the podcast in the past mm. He said that Jimmy pushed him well enough to, <laughs> to not be able to say no to be a guest on the podcast. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Justin was at the uh, opening of the Arundel Leather Shop. Yeah, yeah. His wife and kids, yeah. 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 Yeah, nice guy. Yeah, he's Australian. His wife's Norwegian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's strange enough talks with an Australian accent now. Huh? She's Norwegian, his wife. Yeah. But when she talks English, she talks English with an Australian accent. <laughs> yeah, I bet they speak English at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he speaks Norwegian as well. He speaks good Norwegian. All right. Oh, yeah. 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 But yeah, nice guy. Mm. Ah, well. Anything else for this evening, gentlemen? Or is it time to head to the after show party? Yes. The after show party is about to begin. It's about again, yeah. We've got some nice English champagne. Huh? Mm-hmm. And Pierre, bring the blow-up doll, all right? I will. <laughs> okay. We'll see you there. <laughs> bye from me. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> well, that's all for this week. Hope you enjoyed it, because we had a fun time making it. Please leave us a review, like us, and subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can email us at threenorthernmakers at gmail.com. You can send in your questions and comments. We'd love to hear from you. So once again, a big thank you. Cheers.